0: For 20 years, award-winning chiropractor Dr. Kelly Henry helped his patients live healthier lives. His secret, a foundation and focus of providing exceptional customer service. I'm still waiting to find the first company or individual who tells me, you know what? We don't see the value in committing to customer service. Let's have ourselves a pocket-sized pep talk and we'll figure out how this doctor does what he does and how this might help you. Pocket Size Pep Talk, the podcast that can help energize your business and your life with a quick, inspiring message. Now, here's your host, Rob Jollis. Want to improve your customer service to create incredible growth and profits? And That's right, I said profits. Well, Dr. Kelly Henry, and he's been kind enough to say I can just call him Kelly, is with us today, and that's right where we're going to go. So, Uh, welcome to the show. It's a pleasure having
1: you. Thank you, Rob. I really appreciate the opportunity.
0: Great. You know, uh, I I worked with a guy in Florida one time, and he had one of the best questions when he was talking to a customer, and and it went like this. Everybody has a story, and I'd like to hear yours. So you know (laughs) what? I don't normally start a podcast that way, but I'm intrigued with the doctor element and the customer service element so everybody has a story tell me yours
1: absolutely i'm a chiropractor i practiced for 20 years mainly in new mexico where my wife was from i was fortunate enough to build up two very successful clinics and I did that, as you mentioned in the intro, on the basis of providing great customer service, which I happened to just back into, and we'll probably get into that in the, in the interview. Um, but again, it was on the foundation of great customer service. I, uh, in 2018, I felt like it was time to shift gears and, and move on. And so I was able to sell my practices. I saw the impact of great customer service and how it helped me phenomenally in building my practices I've also been coached for years, personally, business-wise, I'm still being coached, so I knew that impact, so in 2018, when I retired from chiropractic, I wanted to mesh those two together, the coaching aspect and the customer service, and so that's what I'm doing today, uh, consulting and coaching with businesses, how to improve their customer service, really to help them serve better so they can profit more in their businesses.
0: Good, well, there you go, um, you know, that that's one of the questions that I have, because uh, as I said in the when we in the lead-in, uh, often I don't really get pushback on customers who uh, who are telling me or businesses that I'm consulting with that we just aren't a believer in customer service. But but to them, one of the fears is it comes at a cost, um, I, and I and that could be an an incorrect fear, but it it seems to go with the territory. So it, help me explain to them right now why customer service is so important and maybe we can even double dip and demystify this at a cost issue
1: absolutely and i I get that pushback all the time that yeah that's a great idea yeah i believe in it but it's just too overwhelming to train to implement to put this this cultural aspect in our business and and i'm here to say it is not The thing you have to realize from a business owner, from a business sense, is customer service enhances or detracts from everything that goes on in that business. From marketing to sales to human resource to employees and and just the whole gamut. And so... It's not an expense. It's not a marketing expense. It's not an expense of any kind. It's an asset that should be utilized to, again, enhance the whole business to make a more friendly, a better working, a better functioning, a funner place to be that increases and creates profit and growth exponentially.
0: Okay. Well, now you're talking to a a corporate trainer. So uh, training comes at a cost. So let's, let's tuck that second part into sure. what if I were pushing back right now. And I said, agree with everything you just said, uh, but I know this isn't going to be free. Uh, can you help me explain to this audience why? Yeah, there may be some upfront costs, but uh, fill in the gap there.
1: Absolutely. Like you said, there, you know, there's a cost to everything. So, um, but you have to weigh, like I mentioned, the, the weigh the cost of, do I want to enhance the entire business at a fractional cost that could possibly and will improve the business and continue growth throughout moving forward for the, the length of time the business is in business, obviously, or do I want to keep doing what I'm doing and suffering or chase that shiny new object that, uh, doesn't, uh, doesn't sustain more than just a few months or, or over a season of time. Um, so you, you just have to weigh the cost that way.
0: Good. good. Um, Here, And I'll throw a piece back at you and you're the pro on this one, but, uh, you know, we, we, we sales trainers, will run around with our own a couple of, customer service numbers that I love to drag around with me around the country. And one I always like from a company called TARP, Technical Assistance Research Programs, and it's, a, it's an older number, but I know the, these numbers, they don't shift that much. No. If you're not convinced with what you just heard uh, my guest tell you, how about this one? Don't invest in it. But if somebody comes in and has a bad experience uh, and, and ties that into their feeling of customer service in that office, TARP says they're going to tell 11 to 20 people about it. Uh, And by the way, and nobody said life was fair, TARP also says if you listen to what we're talking about today, people will tell one to three people about their great customer service. But um, that sure beats the 11 to 20 number. So there's some real long-term damage I think people aren't looking at, not just that patient in the office, but where that story leads to and how many other patients uh, or customers that that are impacted.
1: Exactly. And it's it's being short short-sighted on not seeing that. One of my customer service mentors, if you will, and, and another guru is is John DeJulius. And what he says is, we're no longer in business and, and business is is being referred to as word of mouth. It's word of mouth now. Wow. And so just like you you said, yeah, you know, a great customer service will tell, you know, three, four, five. But if you have a bad experience, a customer has a bad experience, it is super easy to get on whatever platform they want to, Yelp or Facebook or, you know, anything and spew hate or spew their complaint and it's going out to thousands. So that's how critical this can be in this day and age.
0: Yeah. And, you know, it's funny. I was just writing the word Yelp down while you were talking because that number that I have was pre-Yelp. So... uh, I'm quite, and people were, you know, shocked and amazed, you know, that it was that high, but yeah, with those social media sites, um, I, I gotta believe that number has gone up. Good news is, I'm also hoping that one to three on the positive experience has gone up as well. So, um, we, 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 will keep an eye on that. Absolutely, you know, one yeah. other thing I, and I, I just want to throw and I'm kind of on a riff here, but I'm also thinking of, I keep thinking about some of those numbers. Uh, and, you know, at Xerox, we had a number where we, we would say, okay, we've got people, we've got, we want to keep people satisfied. But if there is a problem, if there is a problem, um, you know, what percentage of customers can be saved if we fix the problem? And here's the weird part. Uh, the numbers we were holding on to were, uh, well, uh, and it wasn't as great as everyone thought. It was about 65%. But here's the interesting part. The numbers jumped to 95% with the same exact question when it was done quickly. So what we were trying to uh, get out to our sales force and to our company was, listen, we we can buy into customer service. We're all going to buy in. We'll sing kumbaya if we have to. But that doesn't mean we're infallible. That doesn't mean it won't be mistakes made. But if we also tuck in the, the, the motto that we're going to do the best we very can we can and if there's an issue we're going to fix it we're going to fix it right the first time and we're going to fix it fast 19 out of 20 saved uh, have you ever heard numbers like that
1: i have i have you read my book <laughs>
0: i'm gonna i promise you that <laughs> i really am this is this is a, a really important topic to me it is know.
1: and i love that you brought it up because that is a core piece of what i teach and work with on my, with my, my clients is there's going to be problems. I don't care how good your customer service is. There's going to be problems like you just pointed out, but if you will take care of those problems in, and really the two key points are just like you said, do it quickly, but also be responsible for it and, and, and own up to the responsibility of the mistake. And I even go as far as to say, if even if the mistake was customer initiated, they're still your customer there's no need to point fingers there's no need to play the blame game and make them feel unappreciated because they made a mistake it's hey we're sorry this happened to you we're going to take care of it and we're going to we're going to make it right for you for you as soon as possible and you do it quickly like you just mentioned when you do that like you said you are going to not only keep those customers patient clients in your business but those customers patients and clients are going to have a higher loyalty factor to that business than just the general population that are being served and feel like they are uh, receiving great customer service. So that is a huge component that uh, if a business would just tie into that, um, that alone can add to uh, the bottom line pretty quickly.
0: Yeah, I, you know, it's interesting. I, I I created a term for it. I, I call it a super customer. In other words, you, you look at a Nordstrom, for instance, and I know we're old school on Nordstrom's, but I think everyone knows the, the tire story. And the you know, uh, which by the way, I actually met with somebody, for those of you who don't know the tire story, somebody came in the Nordstrom's because they said they take everything back. And they said, how about these tires? And they went ahead and priced them out and gave them back. I actually, this is the value of going around the country for 35 years. I actually bumped into somebody who worked in the store, okay, and could validate that. They said, you know, what people don't know, as Paul Harvey would say, maybe the rest of the story is where they had built that store used to be a tire shop, okay, so uh, that at least filled in the gaps because I thought, well, that's a little abusive, but this super customer piece, we, you know, everybody, Mike Tyson once said, I love that quote, you know, everybody's brave until they get punched in the face. Everybody's into customer service until something goes wrong. And then we really learn about a company. And I agree with you. I think when a company slips up and and the best in the world can slip up, what happens next? And when it's done, as you're saying, we're in agreement here, fast, right the first time, okay, effectively. People don't forget that. And Now you've created, a, you've taken a casual customer and maybe created a customer for life.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And, and just to piggyback off something you said there, you know, a lot of businesses, they, they play proactive or reactive customer service. So if the customer comes in friendly and, and the, you know, the sun's out and they're in a good mood, you know, they're going to provide decent customer service. Um, but when there's a sticky situation and the customer's unhappy and there's problems in their life and those things, that's where a business, if it's truly a culture in that business, like Nordstrom's, they they practice proactive customer service. It doesn't matter their circumstances. It doesn't matter the the attitude of the customer, it doesn't matter. They're bringing in tires. They're going to proactively make and, and do whatever they can to make that customer feel valued, important, and take care of them in, in a, in a, in a special way.
0: Yep. And you know, um, let, let's and, uh, give me the name of that book, by the way, that I'm going to buy.
1: <laughs> Define and deliver exceptional customer service.
0: Okay. And can people find that on Amazon?
1: Yeah, they sure can.
0: Okay. Um, well I, I am um, because you know, you hit on something really important, you know, and Nordstrom's or whatever customer that we want to identify here, the ones that do it right, you use the word culture. Okay. Uh, And actually as a trainer, I, one of the first things I try and get the customers to realize is I'm not really putting on a training program. That's what you keep calling it. We're trying to change the culture of the organization. That's what I'd like to call it so that we don't have a one and done or a flavor of the month syndrome here, but (laughs) process to me, is the secret is is the is like the secret recipe so is there a repeatable predictable process when you go into a nordstrom's you're not dealing with somebody who goes well let me see yeah this guy looks like a pretty nice guy he's got two first names but i can work with that uh, <laughs> they're not making those decisions the process is we will take it back it so that's the that's the value of a process it's repeatable and predictable in your book, do you go over specific, repeatable, and predictable processes?
1: I do, um, although it's not so clear-cut in, in say, in putting a sales process in place. Right. Um, so part of the process is just having the right philosophy and the right I- ideas, the right foundation to work off. Like I just mentioned, that proactive versus reactive customer service. My mission statement in my, in my chiropractic clinic's and what I teach my clients now and, and I strive to have them adopt as their mission statement is have the philosophy, have the mission statement that you want to be the best part of your customer's day. That is your focus each and every time you're in the office, in the business, interacting, whatever interaction that may be, whatever touch point that may be. Your focus is to be the best part of their day. And that, to me, encompasses almost everything that is good about customer service. So if you can do that, then it almost comes naturally where you're going to smile, you're going to be friendlier, you're going to be more attentive, you're going to listen and and do do all the action items that, that add up to providing great customer service. The other component of it is consistency. And that's for anything in life. Sales, you know, if you want to lose weight, if you want to do anything, have relationships with your your friends or family, your spouse, whatever the case may be, you have to be consistent in taking care of those relationships. No different for customer service. And where businesses, yeah, they have they champion good customer service. They say, Yes, we're all about it, but their consistency is not there. And unfortunately, the customer, we live with negative mindsets most of the time. And so they are going to remember the negative and tell the infinite more people about the negative experience than they would the positive experience. So that's where the consistency is so vital. And what I like to teach and what my book is about is just implementing these simple ideas, principles, rules, and actions, but doing them consistently, that's where the major results are going to come from.
0: Excellent. Excellent. And, and I will tell you, yes, I think you kind of have me pegged. Most Xerox guys are very process oriented. Now, you should see me on the weekend. I'm really much more fun than that. Promise. But um, no, yeah, um, I'm, I'm all
1: about processes. That's-
0: yeah. Well, because, you know, when you have a, when you can measure it, you can fix it. Right. So, um, you know, that, but but I'll throw this word out, which I think will help us both here, which is neither one of us are saying we're going to put any business or person in a straitjacket people make decisions, not processes, uh, but it sure beats the alternative. In other words, let's have at least a path. And, and, you know, I I am a fan of putting some of those types of sayings up on the wall uh, because, you know, yeah, we keep harping on these numbers, how many they'll tell and et cetera. Somebody asked me that pushed me into a corner once. Well, why, why, why do they, why is it so high on that? And I said, By the way, this is why I didn't write the book you did every now and then I'm in front of an audience. I have to make up an answer, but I thought in my own world, because I keep a journal and I would tell stories of my trips. I said, you know, as crazy as this sounds, it's a better story. (laughs) When they tell you, you know, I went to this office and these guys were out the lot. You know, when I say I I went to this doctor's office, this chiropractor office, and you wouldn't believe it, everything ran like a clock. Oh, yeah. Well, you're a good storyteller there. That's, that is very entertaining. Uh, Perhaps I need another beer or two to make that story work. So I I don't know what it is, but it does seem like uh, those stories have a little bit more legs to them. So that's okay. What we're talking about today, folks, is uh, some process behaviors, no straight jackets, everything can be, you know, you've got your own brand, your own philosophy. But we're not. We can't argue the fact that we've got to integrate customer service, and and it's not a slogan. It has to go deeper than that. Um, and the good news is, we've got a guest here telling us over and over again: if we do that, we'll not only delight the customers, the prop, the business will be more profitable. What else? You know, we we in sales we call it whiffums. What's in it for me? Okay, there's your with them, Okay, <laughs> uh, growth. <laughs> And profitability we came out of the gate with it we're talking about it now uh tell me that tell me what so, so so let's assume we we, we we're hurting these this cattle right now they're with us what would be a common mistake that a business would make when they're when they're going, okay. I love that podcast. That guy is good, and his guest isn't half bad either. Sorry, I like to throw a few words in for myself there. But
1: I'll what, go. I'll go with half bad. That's not half not half bad. That's good. I'll take
0: it. You should see me on a bad day. You don't even get that. Okay. But what would be a common mistake that a business would make when they're hitching their wagon up, and going, all right, we're going full bore into customer service. It's a new year and a new day.
1: Well, you, you've already touched on it. Uh, Uh, One of the pieces. One is it's it's a slogan, or a flavor of the month. Month, new shiny object. You know, we're going to champion this. We're going to we're going to do this. And three weeks later, they're on to something different. The the different, you know, the different topic. The the new sales technique. The new marketing device. The whatever the whatever the case may be. It's it's a slogan. It's not a cultural shift. It's not a foundation. So that's where that it has to be. Again, we've used this term so many times, cultural, but it has to be a cultural shift and a foundation in order for it to permeate and sustain and, and really create the results that it can in a business. So that's that's area number one. The second piece, and this is I get this all the time, is businesses already think they provide great customer service.
0: Hmm.
1: You know, I can I can talk to an audience and of the business owners will wave their hands. Oh yeah, we already provide great customer service. And to some degree, i agree uh, agree with them in the fact that they provide pieces of great customer service at times, but those pieces are not synergistic enough to create that culture. Like it should be, uh, should be laid and have that foundation. And so if you think you provide a good service and there's no problems with it, you don't look to, you know, you can't measure it and fix the issues. And so sometimes it's just taking those blinders off for, for the business owner or leader to see where, yeah, you do this and this good, but here's where you're missing this, this, and this and not doing this well, that really are big holes that when you have big holes in customer service, you are losing and bleeding customers and obviously profits. So really shoring that up and help them understand that, you know, yeah, you have some pieces, but uh, as a whole, you're not doing quite as well as you think you you, you are, and uh, we could really help you out and, and make a big difference in that regard.
0: Okay, so so let's go just a little deeper that, there. Okay. What would be a key action? Give me one or two thoughts that uh, if somebody listening right now could say, "All right, I can come out of the gate and 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 I'm going to today. I'm going to implement this piece because, again, for both of us, it's you know I, I'm quite sure you give a real great talk. We can give great talks, but shame on us. If no one's implementing what we're talking about, so That's what would sure. be a key, an actual definable key action that you could give this audience and help them out here?
1: Absolutely, I'm going to give you two. Okay, actually, I'm going to give you three. Wow, and these these are simple, easy, and and when I mention them, people are going to go, listeners are going to go, oh yeah, that, that is interesting. But they are powerful, cost virtually nothing to implement, but will raise the perception for your customer, your client, your patient, whatever you you put that put in that term, um, you'll raise that perception that you provide better customer service. The first one is smiling more. A smile is simple, easy. It's a universal welcome. It, it creates a, a level of, Hey, we're here for you. We're excited to see you. We're friendly. We want to do business with you. And what I teach my clients is your employees, your, uh, your, your employees should wear a smile just like they wear their uniform or a name tag. Um, so simple, easy to do. Just throw a smile on your face and keep it there. Key is sometimes you don't feel like smiling all the time. So what I used to tell my office staff was, hey, let's not, let's not wait to be happy to smile. Let's smile to make ourselves happy. Second thing, uh, action you can do that's very simple is bookend an experience for a customer. So we're, we're all, we have all heard and we all know about the initial impression. You know, you got to make a good first impression. And that is important. Whether it's a new customer, whether it's an existing customer, you still want to make that good first impression. Welcome them. Have a smile on your face. Be enthusiastic about your greeting with them. Where businesses fall short is on the back end. When a customer is done, when they're leaving that interaction or you've made a sell and they're moving on and they and they don't they don't leave the uh, the impression that you were enthusiastic because that customer did business with you. So you wanna leave them with a great farewell. You wanna leave them with uh, we appreciate you. Thank you for doing business with you. We'll, we're excited to see you again when you come back, that type of thing. Because that impression is the one, that last impression is the one that the customer is gonna leave with and remember the longest. So bookend the experience. Great first impression, great last impression. Final thing is manners, using manners, using the terms, please, thank you, and you're welcome. So simple, so easy, but really has kind of fallen by the wayside. Um, and I, I advocate using, all, using those terms in every form of communication. So whether it's face-to-face, obviously on the phone is important, but in email and in text messages, Businesses are more tech using text as you know, reminders and, and for different applications. But rarely is there a, you know, a please, a thank you, or you're welcome, any kind of uh, uh, pleasantry in it, if you will. So that, that can go a long way. Emails also can get a little informal, and, and uh, if you're on a thread with a, with a, a client or a customer and they're, you know, you're 10 emails deep, it tends to get less informal or less formal, more informal. So putting those please and thank yous, you're welcome in, and keeping those in, again, it adds value. It makes the person you're communicating with feel important, and it respects that other person. So smiling, book in the experience, use your manners love
0: it love it and and what you've just described there's really no I, I just can't imagine somebody going you know I just can't sign up to the smile part or I, I, I we're not asking you to go to the store and, and and build something in the back of the office here uh, these are so obtainable and you know it's funny I, I jump back on the smile piece that you mentioned because I I'm, I work with customers that actually struggle with that and we're working on it and they I you really can kind of tap into acting there. And I think you said something that's really valuable, which is I know we're not always in the best moods, but Carol Burnett of all people, Carol Burnett once said, the body doesn't know when the mind is acting. And I love that quote. And what that reminds me is, is yes, you're going to put that smile on and inside you might not feel quite as happy, but make it genuine. If you really struggle, you think of something that makes you happy. You won't have to work so hard for the smile. Uh, but everything else you don't realize is not just the face and the smile. Everything begins to soften a little bit. The gestures become more free, come out more freely. Your conversation's more authentic. You can get to the manners a little bit easier. I think it all snowballs and people right. undervalue that, but that's just wonderful advice, it, including that first and last impression. I'll tell you a dirty little secret about professional speakers. Uh, if I spend two days working on a presentation i'm spending about a day and a half if not more on the beginning and the end (laughs) i the body we know i i spent a career doing that part i won't lose you there i got to get you coming out of the gate and i got to make sure that we we stick our landing like a gymnast at the end and uh even if i drop a little bit in the middle eh, people people realize that it makes it more human anyway but we can't fall asleep on that and so I love the fact that you brought that into the offices and it's such a, um, it, you know, I know you don't like, it. You're like, well, we don't really do as much repeatable, predictable. Well, sorry, that is repeatable and predictable, <laughs> uh, and, but but we're in agreement. Not everything is. All right. Well, I've really, really enjoyed the conversation. Uh, where can listeners find more, uh, more about you and uh, learn about you? And we're going to talk about that book one more time, but let's start with you. Where do we find
1: you? You can find me in, if you can remember, Dr. Kelly Henry, drkellyhenry.com is my website. Um, And then Dr. Kelly Henry, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. So if you remember that, you can find me. So
0: Good. And we'll put that up on the show notes as well. And the title of the book again is?
1: Define and deliver exceptional customer service. So it's an easy read. It's not full of fluff. It's, it's about 160 pages, 150 some pages long. Uh, just gets to the point. Gives you, again, simple actions, principles, rules that a business can take hold of right now, implement almost immediately to make a, a difference, uh, almost an immediate difference in their business as far as uh, the atmosphere, the growth, and increasing those profits
0: excellent uh, ebook
1: i'm assuming ebook paperback hard copy and soon to come audible versions so it's in the process
0: that's where i was going are you going to read that book or are you going to get somebody else to
1: read it well i made the mistake of letting somebody else read it so it's right. don't uh, do that again i know i'm not so you're about the 10th person that's told me that so okay. I, my second book is in the works so i i will read that one for the audible version
0: And can i i'm going to tap on one more piece and then we'll say goodbye but i don't even know if the technology is still there but boy i actually have one book that follows this technology it is an example of one of the best technologies that people just didn't warm up to but there's actually something called an enhanced ebook and um they're somewhat rare uh but they're usually a dollar or two more than a regular ebook i've got one of my books we're not promoting me today that's that's in that format but what it does is it puts legally between 24 and 28 minutes of video inside the uh, ebook why not we're downloading the book anyway and just imagine what you could do perhaps in your next book where i can talk and talk and talk but here let me show you something real fast uh, so um maybe uh, offline you and i'll talk about that
1: absolutely that sounds interesting so thanks for that
0: i am going to buy your book uh, and people go ahead and listen to my podcast count how many to end with i'm buying your book um <laughs> not often. I'm going to buy your book and I'm going to write a review on that book once I read it, because that everybody who's listening, um, if you really like a book, it's one of the kindest things you can do for an author. So, um, and you don't need to get crazy. Um, I'm going to tell you right now, I haven't read it yet, but I know he doesn't walk on water. I'm just going to give a nice, authentic three or four sentences. uh, And that's a, that's a real nice thing to do for authors. So go get that book. um, I will be, and um, a big warm thank Thank you. you to our guest today. Uh, And uh, well, folks, you heard a good one. Thank you so much for listening today. Stay safe. Take care. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, please rate and recommend it on iTunes, Outcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more information on this show and Rob at com.